I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Obviously dropped all of our super coach positional analysis, our live reactions uh, to the team picker that dropped a couple of weeks ago during last week and over the Christmas break. I did post the other day that I would be going through my team as it stands right now. Now, obviously, it is early January. There is so much water to go under the super coach bridge. It is not even funny. Uh, we've got team lists, we've got trials, we've got Vegas. We have got an absolute shitload of stuff uh, that we have to take in and reassess after. Uh, but as it stands right now, this will be my team. Now, it will change a lot before we get there. I'm very, very confident that as soon as I post this podcast, I will get a heap of messages from you guys and you'll probably convince me to change two or three of them. But this is the team that I'm looking at at the moment. I'll explain uh, my strategy as I go through it. Um, I do believe that it will be reasonably low scoring to start the season. As I've said on a number of occasions, I think people are expecting Vegas to be a throw the ball around, be entertaining. Uh, I do not see there even being a fucking chance of that, to be honest with you. I think that round one going over there, I think uh, the emphasis for all teams will be on defense. I think Vlandis in the NRL have an idea that the ball is going to be thrown around. It's going to be entertaining over there. If I was an NRL coach, I could not give less fucks about that. It is round one. I'm going over there to get a W. I'm going over there to get my defense sorted. As we know, each and every season tends to be the best defensive side that wins. And uh, in no shock to anyone, uh, probably the best defensive team of the modern era has won three premierships on the trot. So... I don't see it being a throw-the-ball-around exciting brand of footy over there. You've got to also remember the field is going to be smaller. It's going to be shorter, but more important, it's going to be thinner. It's going to be about five metres thinner, which uh, doesn't sound like much, but when you think about, you know, that's essentially an entire gap between two defenders in a line. Um, That's massive. That is absolutely huge. So I'm not expecting them to be expansive games. I will not really even be considering a VC in those games, and especially with the way I've structured my team, I don't really have any huge VC options. Um, over there in Vegas, I think I would rather wait until uh, the actual round one, not round zero. So we'll talk about all that. But uh, I do think it will be low scoring to start the season, as it tends to be with Supercoach. Uh, but I do also believe that if there's a couple of guns that I know are going to stay in my team long term, I would rather maybe 
lose, you know, 50 to 100K at the start of the season. I know they'll make it back eventually, though, and save the trade. So there are a couple of big-name players that uh, you guys probably didn't expect me to start with that I will be, uh, and then I'll be looking to uh, go a little bit cheaper elsewhere and hopefully make up some coin around the traps. So let's have a look. At my team, as it stands right now, January 8 today, very early days. There will be plenty of changes. But at hooker, a lot of people going with Harry Grant. Uh, I don't disagree with you. I'm fine if you want to go for Harry. Same principle, I guess, as me in other positions where you just want to lock in the best guy. Uh, The difference for me is that... I definitely know what some other big guns, their role is going to look like. Harry Grant, I mean, I don't think he plays 80 minutes anymore. I'm not really convinced he's going to be an 80-minute nine anymore. They play Penrith week one. Um, I personally think that Harry Grant in the first, you know, five weeks or so, I reckon he gets very close to the same or similar scores as other guys. I'm going to go a little bit cheaper. I'm going to leave Harry Grant. He'll obviously play during the origin period as well. He'll play limited minutes from time to time. Uh, I'm going to go with Jeremy Marshall King at 639k. Uh, Is he an absolute certainty lock, JMK? No, he's not. It's going to depend on what the Dolphins team list look like. If we get there and Cody Nicarima's in the 14 or Harrison Graham's on the bench or something like that, that will potentially change. But as it stands right now, Jeremy Marshall King will be my starting nine. My bench hooker will be Jaden Braley. Uh, 330k. I don't think it's a slam dunk, uh, but I think based at like a, uh, sorry, priced at like a 32 average. I, I don't think he plays 80 minutes or anything like that. Obviously Phoenix Cross and brained it there last year, uh, but I think that Jaden Braley will be the starting nine. I think that he'll play 50-odd minutes, uh, and I just think that in 50-odd minutes, I think he'll get through more work than what we're used to uh, with Jaden Braley, so I am expecting him to score well. I think he makes this 100K or so there, and then we move him on. Hopefully, he can notch up an attacking stat early. So, JMK and Jaden Braley, they are my starting nines as it stands right now. Front row forwards, Terrell May, one of my little pods this year. Once again, will depend on team lists for the Roosters and whatnot and how it looks. I'm hoping uh, that Connor Watson and Brandon Smith just share nine the the, the nine role. Uh, Terrell May is a guy, though, that I think a lot of people are going to be scared off by the minutes. I just think his output is just so big that he can cover minutes. So Terrell May is a little pod for me. Uh, I like him at the moment. Will he be there round one? I hope so. Uh, but I'm not totally convinced on that by any means. But I've got him there at the moment. Fletcher Baker, uh, 311k there. Uh, We will have one of these Broncos, whether it be Fletcher Baker, Kobe Hetherington, whoever it is, uh, one of those guys will be there. Uh, Spencer Lenu is also on my bench. I just, I'm not totally convinced Spencer Lenu is going to be a great pick, to be honest with you. I don't think he'll make all that much money. I reckon we might get... 80k out of him maybe if he starts round one that changes everything but I don't think he will uh, but I think Spencer Lenu is also just a guy that everyone has so I'm just going to put him in there at the moment uh, my other front row forward spot will be taken by someone uh, that'll pop up on teamless Tuesday there will be young front rowers that'll come through there'll be injuries and trials and whatnot at the moment I've got Liam Henry from the Penrith Panthers, uh, a young front row forward from out there that I really, really rate, 238K, just plugging him in there at the moment, every chance that he changes. Uh, I think that come round one and what my team actually looks like for round one, I wouldn't be surprised if my front row uh, does change quite a bit. So three guys that are going to Vegas there as well. Uh, So, you know, if guys get named that we're not expecting for Teamless Tuesday for round one, uh, that'll sort of leave me a little bit short there as well. So I might have to reconsider that as we get 
get closer. Uh, my two RFs, uh, there's a heap of guys to choose from here. I've got uh, Bo Furmore, uh, Sean Lane, two guys that I am pretty confident in saying you can lock them into my team now. Unless Bo Furmore misses the team or whatever, I think he probably locks down an edge spot. And if it does take him a few weeks, I'm happy to be patient with Bo Furmore. Uh, Sean Lane's a slam dunk for me. I'll have him in the two RF. I think he'll be one of the most highest owned players in Supercoach. Uh, I've got C.L. Wong here at 462k. Uh, as you know, myself and all content creators are saying throughout the preseason, we will all have a Roosters 2RF, I believe. Whether it is Wong, whether it is Tupanua, whether it's Angus Crichton, I don't really care who it is, to be honest with you. I think Wong is obviously the most expensive, but I also think he's got the most upside. And I think off the back of finals, he becomes a big uh, edge forward. Even if he is named round one, it's going to be a big minute watch. We're going to have to keep a really close eye on Wong and what his minutes look like. The the trouble with these Roosters back rowers, uh, they're all extremely talented, and that's the biggest problem. They're all very talented, but some of the guys that are missing the side. So, Trent Robinson has options. Uh, he can chop and change as he sees fit. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. If there's an injury or a suspension or something in the preseason that makes that choice a little bit more obvious, that would be really fucking helpful. But Wong in there for me at the moment. My other guys, Josh Curran, uh, I think most people will have Curran. I think he'll be the 13 for Canterbury. Uh, I just think they, they're lacking a lot of middles at the moment. I, I think that's an obvious pick for them. Talos Duncan is the other guy for me, 320k. Uh, I posted the other day that I reckon he's a sniff to grab that left edge, and a lot of South fans messaged me saying oh, they think he'll be on the right edge, and I sort of thought, geez, I don't know if South had moved Kellen Coleman-Tungy to the other side. I don't know how much sense that makes. But off the back of all your messages, I thought, you know what, I might as well investigate it, see if there is any smoke and fire there. And it turns out there is. It does sound like Talos Duncan. He will be on the right edge, Keon Colomitangi on the left. So very, very interesting. So if you are someone that was looking as Ke- at Keon as a little pod, um, I would probably move away from him. Uh, as you guys know, I've spoken about it a lot. It's why I didn't want Jack White playing there because uh, I think it's one of the biggest decoys in rugby league. But Talos Duncan, if he lands on that right edge for South Sydney, uh, he is just about a must-have player. Uh, you know, for all of Lockie Ellis's downfalls and whatnot throughout the season, I thought the combination that he had with Keon was pretty good. Cody Walker was floating out there quite a bit. And it does make Campbell Graham interesting as well. He's a guy that I've spoken about a lot in this preseason that I had in my team up until this morning. Uh, But now that I'm thinking about Talos Duncan and Campbell Graham on that right edge as a little combo, I don't mind that as well. But Talos Duncan, uh, it sounds like he's going to be on the right edge for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He might play a bit of middle as well. uh, But at 320k, 31 average, I think Talos blows that away this season. He's got upside as well. Uh, My other bench player there, I've got Maverick Guy in there at the moment. I'm pretty confident you see him debut at some point this season. Uh, When that might be, I'm not too sure. Uh, but I think Maverick, uh, same as Liam Henry from the Penrith Panthers, they are definitely two spots in my side that can change very, very easily. Uh, if someone pops up on Teamless Tuesday or in the preseason, uh, you know, a, another equivalent of like a Jackson Ford or one of these guys from 2023, uh, more than happy to trade those guys straight in. But I think one of Liam Henry or Maverick guy will probably stay in my side, uh, but happy to be very, very fluid on that one. Uh, let's move into the halves. And this is where a bit of strategy comes in for me. I think a lot of teams will look pretty similar up to this point. Uh, give or take a Harry Grant, give or take you know, a Wong or a Viliami Kikau or one of these guys. Uh, For me, though, in the halves, I'm going to spend big here. I'm going to go Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. Uh, Am I expecting them to go a little bit below their average to start the season? Yes, I am. Uh, And I've sort of, I've weighed that up. And I I know a few weeks ago, I was big on uh, probably leaving some of these guns. But the more I think about it, the more I think about how last year played out, 
the beauty of last season for me was that I floated around that, you know, five, 6,000 mark for a very long time. But we got to the back end of the season and uh, all these people in the top 2,000 had no trades left. And I had, you know, 10 up my sleeve with 10, with five weeks to go. Uh, and I think I will be working towards saving a lot of trades. I think the reality is the NRL season's only getting longer now. Um, you know, guys are playing rep football in the offseason origin series. Body science is coming more and more into the game. I think you will see more and more restings towards the back end of the season in top teams, which is where, uh, you know, supercoach players, good supercoach players tend to come from. So for me, I do want to have trades towards the back end. And look, Nathan Cleary and Hines, this is an opportunity that I see just to save a couple of trades. And you might go without them. You might go like an Aiden Caesar and someone else to start the season. And you know what? You, you probably will be able to get Cleary or Hines for 100 grand cheaper in a couple of weeks. Uh, but for me, I think I'd rather just start with these guys, lock them in, uh, take the points that come, get a little advantage there, and then hold the trades tr- trades towards the back end of the season. Uh, that's where I, I normally get my advantage towards the back end because I am a little bit more cautious with my trades. Uh, so I'm going to lock in Cleary and Hines in my halves to have both of them. I think that on any given week, they are the two you know, best captain options in Supercoach outside of probably Kalen Ponga, uh, probably those three, and I'm going to be running with all of them. So Cleary and Hines, they are my halves. Uh, and I, I'm just not I'm just not convinced that any of the other halves options are slam dunks. Aiden Caesar, jeez, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, if he goal kicks, sure. There probably is a little bit of value there, but fuck, I, I think that, you know, I could quite easily collect, you know, 150 extra points, if not more, uh, from Cleary or Hines in the first five weeks or so, probably more realistically. Uh, I think that in the first five weeks, you know, one of Cleary or Hines probably has one big game somewhere, uh, and I just can't see Caesar scoring above 60 or 70 in any games. I think he'll be a 40 to 50 sort of guy. So there are option, options in the halves. SJ's another one, but I just, I'm a big believer in Cleary and Hines. So I'm going to lock them in. 5'8", as I said, Sean Lane, I think he's a slam dunk. So I've got to pair him up with Dill Brown playing on that left edge for the Parramatta Eels. I love the look of Dill Brown heading into this season. Obviously had some indiscretions last year, missed a lot of footy, uh, cost his team pretty heavily. Uh, so Dill Brown at 780K, happy to lock him in. I think he'll be my 5'8 for the season. Another guy doesn't play origin, similar to Jeremy Marshall King. Um, there's every chance I do not move away from him all year. 5'8's an interesting one. I've got KO Weeks in there at the moment at the Canberra Raiders. I'm not totally convinced on KO Weeks, to be honest with you. Uh, Ethan Strange is another option there. You could go for an Aiden Caesar. Uh, you could go for a Bud Sullivan. If Ronald Volkman gets the gig at the St. George of Dragons, he comes straight in. There are a number of options there at 5'8". Uh, I've got KO Weeks in there as a placeholder at the moment, but it will just depend on what happens in the preseason. So that's a bit of a wait and see. I'm hoping someone that I that is more appealing to me than KO Weeks does appear, but if he's the option, that's what we'll take. Uh, let's have a look at my CTWs. Uh, I've got Harley Smith-Shields in there, 238K, uh, all dependent on whether he gets picked in round one or not. Even if he doesn't, I don't think he'll be too far away from first grade, so Harley Smith-Shields probably gets into my side. Uh, that Titan side, I think they're going to be half decent this year. I think they're going to score a lot of points, and I think Harley Smith-Shields has got a lot more to offer than what we've probably seen in the last year or so. Uh, Bronson Zeri, 345k. Uh, I think he will do well. I think he's worth having. Um, and even, you know, I think the reality is with Bronson is that even if he doesn't absolutely brain it, which it might take him a little bit of time, everyone's going to have him. Everyone will be in the same boat. I, I just don't think he's an antipod that I want to take. Uh, so Bronson Zeri, he'll get a gig. Taylor May, I'm very big on him this season. 458k. Price about a 45 average. Uh, when he played a couple of years ago, he was averaging about 65. Uh, I'm not sure if he plays center or wing. It'll probably be centre by the sounds of it. He's put on a bit of size. 
I'm really high on Taylor May coming into this season. I was talking to someone in the comments the other day, and they were saying there's no way he's going to be worth it because he's come back from injury, and I get that 100%. Um, they're like, he won't be at his best. He won't be as good as what he was. It's a stupid pick, and sure, he might not be as good as what he is, but let's say he drops his average by 10 points, which is pretty fucking significant. That'll still give him a 55-point average. If he happens to land at right center outside Nathan Cleary, I will absolutely swallow that up, even if he's at left center. I mean, he's in that Penrith Panthers side. He is going to score tries. Uh, when you have a look at... You know, there was a five-game stretch in 2022 uh, where he didn't score any tries, and he averaged about 45, which is where his price is at. So uh, I just think with the Penrith Panthers as well, he's had, you know, a huge recovery time. He missed all of last season to get himself prepared. So he's had pretty much the best uh, recovery from an injury that you, from an ACL injury that you could have. On top of that, um, he's at the Penrith Panthers. I think they've had one ACL injury in the last five years. Uh, you look at every single player that returns from injury at that club, they always come back early. They always come back in good form. Uh, so I, I think they'll do the exact same thing with Taylor May. If he was at a different club, it's a completely different story. But being at the Panthers uh, with the way that they rehab their players and whatnot, I'm very, very confident going with Taylor May. My other one is a bit of a placeholder. I did have Campbell Graham in there. I've downgraded him to Dylan Lucas, to RF slash CTW. I am far from confident uh, that Dylan Lucas lands an 80-minute spot there, but if he does, I think he's close to a must-have. I don't think he'll be on the left edge. I think that they'll be fighting for the right edge spot, I believe. You might see Tyson Frizzell pop up on the left edge, uh, but Dylan Lucas, if he does get that gig on the right edge and he's playing 80 minutes, uh, he could be the most consistent CTW in Supercoach in 2024. So happy to plug him in there. Did have Campbell Graham there before, made the change, downgrade a little bit. I also like to have a bit of cash sitting in the kitty to start the season to give me a bit of flexibility. So... Fingers crossed Dylan Lucas gets there. If not, hopefully someone else can pop up. But I still find Campbell Graham very appealing to start the season. Uh, my bench CTWs, I have got Xavier Savage sitting there. Uh, that could be Savage or Chevy Stewart. Uh, I'm happy to go either way. I would rather be Chevy Stewart just because he's 110k cheaper. Uh, I will be worried about KO Week, Savage, Stewart, Ethan Strange, whoever the fuck it is down in Canberra, because similar to the Roosters back row, they've got a lot of options. They could make changes, and it could really be a huge pain in the ass for us. Another reason why I do want to have cash to be able to move off those guys if it goes completely to shit. Uh, but Xavier Savage, I've gone for him just because he's the most expensive of the bunch, so that if it is Ethan Strange or if it is Chevy Stewart, I can downgrade there. So I'm pretty sure I will have... Uh, a Canberra Raider at 5'8 and a Canberra Raider in the CTW. Uh, two cheapies there, just depending on who it might be. Uh, I've got Kale Ito, my boy, in the CTW, 219K. Once again, I am far from convinced he actually starts round one. I know a lot of people think he's a certainty and that Fitzy will definitely move Talakai. I'm far from convinced that he will. Uh, for all the reasons you don't like Talakai, there's a number of reasons that Talakai is very handy to have at centre. Averages 180 run metres per game. Fitzy obviously fancies that or he would have made a change last year. So I'm not overly convinced that Iro is a certainty for round one. I think he's far from a certainty. Uh, but I'm going to have him in there at the moment and hopefully he is the next man up. With Connor Tracy gone now, I think he's worth having Iro just for when that opportunity does present itself. You've got Kay Dyke returning as, as well, who's obviously played first grade and done very well, but I just think, you know, he's more suited to be able to be a winger centre uh, more so than Cade Dykes. Uh, the other one I've got there who's a new addition is uh, Ale Malo. I'm not sure exactly sure how you pronounce it, forgive me, but I was watching uh, some highlights of him in Super Rugby over the weekend, spent a bit of time watching him and watching a few games and whatnot. Uh, big believer. I actually think he will lock down a spot at the West Tigers. Not basement, but 238k, so pretty damn close to 
to it. How the Tigers are going to go this year, fuck knows. Uh, but I think they will be better than what they were last year. And I think that at 238K, I think this guy can cross over for a couple of tries here and there and make us some money. So I'm not quite sure. It's a bit hard to tell, obviously, when you're watching Rugby Union, what their base stat's going to look like. Uh, but he's a big body, two metres, about 105kgs. Uh, looks very good to me. Looks very balanced. Looks very strong. Uh, and yeah, I just think at that price, worth having. So a guy that not many, too, not too many people are talking about at the moment. Uh, but after watching his highlights over the weekend, having a good look at him, I reckon he's a sniff to start round one. If he's not there, though, obviously we make moves and we change there. My fullbacks, as I said, I'm spending big on Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. I'm also going to spend big on Kalen Ponga. 890K, priced at about an 88 average from season 2023 when he took home the Dalier medal. Uh, you have a look at this season. Um, he actually ended up averaging about 105 at fullback. So uh, you might actually make a bit of coin on Kalen and Ponga at one. Uh, I'm going to pick him there. He is a set and forget for me. Hopefully, uh, from a selfish supercoach point of view, Reese Walsh retains his fullback spot for the Queensland Maroons, and we just keep KP all fucking season. That would be great. But I'm starting with KP. I'm not going to think twice about it. KP, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines, I will have all three in my team. And probably week to week, uh, those three will make up my VC and my captain. Uh, my bench fullback at the moment... I have got Ryan Pappenhausen. This is a huge, huge watch in the preseason to see what happens. Uh, I am, I'm sort of 50-50 on how he's going to go, to be completely honest with you guys. Uh, we'll watch him in the preseason, see how he's moving, see what the team lists look like for the Melbourne Storm. If he's playing big minutes, I am happy to take Pappy. If he's goal-kicking, I think you just take him at 600K. You, you, you take a bit of money there, uh, and then hopefully we can move him to a Tom Travojevic or somewhere in a few weeks' time. So happy to take the punt on him. Then we see who's got the hot hand out of Turbo, Scotty Drinkwater, etc., etc. Um, I have considered going with Tommy Turbo. Uh, I can get him if I want to. It will leave me very, very short in the kitty. Uh, but I'm sort of leaning towards Pappenhausen at the moment, uh, which will leave me with about uh, 200k sitting in my kitty that I can use if need be. So we'll see. Uh, Pappy's at about a 63-point average. Price at a 63-point average. If he's goal kicking in that Melbourne Storm team, um, surely, surely he can push into that sort of 70-75 mark. Just depends how he comes back. We'll watch him in trials. He'll be a big eye test guy, Pappy. Uh, but a couple of years ago, I know he's not going to get back to where he was probably anytime soon, but he was averaging 100 a couple of years ago. So let's say he drops that by 20 super coach points. Um, all of a sudden, you're still looking at about 150k gain there. So yeah, I'm going to go with Ryan Pappenhausen. There are other options there, uh, but he's the one that I am leaning towards there at the moment. Uh, so with all those players in my team, that'll leave me with 216K in the kitty. As I said, guys, uh, there's a lot of water to go on the bridge. There will be plenty of changes. I wouldn't be surprised if I have upward of, you know, six to 10 changes for round one. Uh, but the guys that I th- I'm thinking at the moment will definitely be in this side are Cleary, Hines, Fermor, Sean Lane, Curran. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Talos Duncan, uh, Dill Brown, uh, Bronson Zeri, a couple of Raiders, Taylor May, Kalen Ponga, and probably Ryan Pappenhausen. Outside of that, I am very flexible with guys like Dylan Lucas, Harley Smith, um, guys like Wong. I really want to have him, but a teamless Tuesday will uh, dictate that. Then all my front row forwards are pretty fluid, to be honest with you. Taylor May, Fletcher Baker, Lee New, Liam Henry, even Jeremy Marshall King. It will depend on the Dolphins team list. If he's named to, if he's the only hooker in the squad, though, uh, I will be running with him as my starting nine. Jaden Braley, I think he's pretty likely uh, to win that spot as well. So we're waiting for teamless Tuesday. Plenty of water to go on the bridge. Under, as I've said a couple of times, beers and break evens. Only about nine days away from returning. January 17, myself and Timmy Williams uh, will be taking you through, I think, position by position. We'll probably have a little intro uh, for our first one. We've got some exciting announcements for you guys, you big super coach players out there. A couple of, of exciting things that will become mainstayers uh, throughout season 2024, which is going to be a massive one. Beers and break evens returning in about 10 days. Plenty more super coach content coming your way. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.